It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Frank Gokhoffer in Brunswick and Putzgrave. If I see one guy walk out of here, give a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Welcome to episode 18 of The Kennel Cough. My name is Caleb Scanlon, and joining me for the third week in a row... From Indonesia is Neve Felton. Neve, how are you going? Yeah, good. Sweaty. I think I said last time I'm still <laughs> sweaty. But um, last international podcast for a while. So that's exciting. Exciting on and some sad. level. Hey, you came across yeah. um, Lin Jong Road. Um, yes. Tweeted the other day. So what's the story behind that? Um, I don't know. I was looking. I went to have lunch at a local restaurant because I'm really authentic. <laughs> um, and... I turned around and it was Linjong. It's technically Linjong Paddock. Yep. I think it's the translation. I don't know if Linjong means something in like Balinese, but um, I was like, I like to think that people, the good people of Linjong Paddock, just thought he needed the <laughs> the recognition that he so very deserves, and I can't I can't agree with them more. I think it's but uh, if, yeah. It's almost too unless it does translate to say that well i've just typed in lin jong into google translate um hasn't like it's detected that it's english so it's not really oh, okay. any other language so obviously someone's just gone i really like that lin jong football player let's name yeah, it yeah like, oh, that's him. the only logical conclusion here <laughs> so uh, obviously yeah 100 percent makes sense um, you can you can see the pic on our twitter at yeah. kennelcock pod as well we're gonna gotta plug the socials yes Got to get onto that. Um, pup date number one was that um, from the Herald Sun by Gilbert Gardner wrote about Mitch Wallace. Um, the head the headline was that Mitch Wallace continues to impress as Western Bulldogs struggle with rivals uh, circling the free agent. Um, reading into this, I found it like it was a bit of like the dogs can't really win if Mitch Wallace plays well. Um, reflects like oh the. I think the first line is, do the Western Bulldogs need Mitch Wallace more than he needs them? The dogs, like, their hands are tied. If he plays badly, then it's like he's on the outer. If he plays well, then he's too good for the dogs. Yeah, yeah. I suppose they've got to do something. Um, the article is behind a paywall, so uh. I haven't been able to... <laughs> Haven't been able to read it, uh, so... Do you refuse to take... give money to, like, Rupert Murdoch and News Corp? Yeah, pretty. Oh, I mean, we've got Foxtel at home, so I suppose. It sort of evens that, out. Um, yeah, but I don't like. I don't like the Herald scum. No, but <laughs> all, I mean, but that's the annoying part is that there's all the football news on there, and it's like, I've I've got to, you've got to participate in the 
capitalist society that I mean, he owns so, so much, like, so many news sources. It's if you were to like boycott him, you would be boycotting all the news in the world, pretty much. Yeah, this is true. Um, if one, he started paying tax, maybe <laughs> exactly, and could get behind it. But what? um, he probably barracks for a shit team. Yeah, he's from like New South. Oh no, he's from Melbourne, so he probably does have a team. What team do you reckon he'd go for? Collingwood? Um, yeah, maybe. I suppose he's rich. I reckon, so oh, like Melbourne. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Hawthorne, yeah. He's a Hawthorne man. <laughs> I just, I bet it. I bet. Um, one of the lines that you probably didn't have to read, which is good, was that um, this Gilbert Gardner has written at the bottom of the piece. He said, after going from premiership winner to basket case. In a matter of months, the Bulldogs need the professionalism and calmness Wallace Springs as heads turn for the two, for 2019 and beyond. I thought that was a bit of a, I tell a parting you, swat, like parting swipe or a bit of a stab as he left the, the piece. Um, yeah, I'll tell you who's a basket case. <laughs> Anyone who calls their kid Gilbert. <laughs> Apologies to any Gilberts listening, but like, <laughs> it's just such a, it's a bad name. And he's obviously got a chip on his shoulder. He's like, Mitch. Why couldn't they have called me Mitch? <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's... I, uh, we're not a basket case. We're just a struggling team. You know yeah, what I mean? A, I don't think... Basket case like, is a stretch. Yeah, I would argue that, like, Carlton are a basket case. Next thing they'll be... We're just Next thing bad. they'll be saying that, the, like, 2017 and 2018 were, like, crises for the dogs. I, yeah, basket yeah, case probably. is um, a bit of a stretch. Yeah. It's, very, it's, a, it's a strong word. Um, Daniel Cherney in The Age reported, uh, it was yesterday, that Liam Picken will be out for all year and Lucas Webb has sustained a neck injury in the VFL, uh, neck and spine injury, which is pretty scary. Uh, both of them probably not playing, uh, well, both of them not playing for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, I guess with Liam Picken, it makes sense and we've kind of known that he's like, on the way to recovery, and now that we're definitely not making finals, it's like, yep, sounds good. Um, and I get that one, but that's scary for Lucas Webb because um, apparently it's worse than they thought. Mm. Um, and the doctors said not to give any details, but he'll be out for the rest of the year. So I was like, shit, it's pretty intense. Yeah, so... Like, that's scary for Lucas Webb. Yeah. Um, frustrating as well, like sort of in and out of the team this year and then to have a spinal injury. Hopefully um, it all goes well for him and he can come back, but that's intense. Yeah, it is. And I think, I mean, with Liam Picken, like, he has been out of, like... I mean, I'm sure Lucas Webb has, like, family, but he's not a... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he has family. <laughs> but, like, having kids, your own kids, I think, would yeah. help you kind of, like, do some other stuff. But to be 22 um, and in this sort of, like, crucial time in your career... Uh, it is a bit scary um, for him, I think. Especially, like, any, I mean, it was a set, like, with Liam Pickens, is like, we're all, like, worried for him because obviously it's his head, but it's kind of like we've gotten used to it over months and, like, now it's, like, this fresh, scary um, injury to another important part of the body, you know? Mm. Uh, I reckon, hopefully, it gives Liam Pickham a little bit more time to do his, like, wacky brain training exercises that he put on his Instagram with the oh, yeah. laser beam attached to his head doing the figure eights. So, yeah. Um, He's got of... heaps of time. <laughs> uh, this is probably the most interesting news article or pup date from the last week. <clears throat> and it came from, uh, came from Damien Barrett 
in last week's sliding doors, he um, insinuated that the Western Bulldogs intentionally, uh, or not intentionally, they left out Tom Boyd from the side and then disguised it as a bit of a hamstring injury. Back soreness. Back soreness. Sorry, that's the right one. Um, it was in his sliding doors article. Didn't. Yeah, which we all know is a piece of champagne journalism. <laughs> Um, but one of the journalists from AFL.com.au raised it with uh, Luke Beveridge in the press conference and he went for, straight for the throat. Uh, this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's disgraceful. I mean, when mental health um, is such a significantly sensitive issue in our game, for that individual to infer that uh, we're making up an injury and that there's something else wrong um, and why you would even go there just um, shows you what we're dealing with, you know. Wriggled, wriggled himself out of another situation when it comes to equality and the fairer sex and now jumps into hot water when it comes to mental health and even insinuating that um, that uh, that Ruffy and I have a relationship issue and uh, and that I'm throwing him under the bus playing is gone. Um, it's divisive and uh, and whoever contracts or employs that person, um, I'm inquisitive as to know what the driver is when, uh, when obviously from a, a moralistic um, point of view um, and a conscientious point of view, uh, there's not much there. So that was Luke Beveridge in yesterday's press conference. Um, the bit that didn't get, uh, I didn't put in the recording there was before, so the, the journalist that asked the question to him is from afl.com.au and Beveridge asks him how he feels about being employed by the same employer um, to which, I don't know who this journalist is, but he just like goes, yeah, it was a bit weird or it raised a few eyebrows. So very interesting um, what Beveridge had to say. What do you make of the whole situation, Neve? Uh, Barrett's cooked. He's a cooked fella. I think it, I feel real bad for him. Like he obviously doesn't have that much going on because he's like he's always like, he does this on purpose. He stirs controversy. Yeah. Um. He knows. I mean, like being a journalist who keeps pushing various narratives, he knows that the narrative of like a feud between him and Bevo is like will get people talking. And he's obviously starved of some kind of attention that he has to like fabricate stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like, dude, chill out. Like, how about go to Specsavers, get yourself a new pair of frames. So, like, the fact that you, like, have them as your Twitter icon is really sad. Like, don't connect your personal identity <laughs> to, like, you know what I mean? Like, a piece, just an accessory. Yeah. I think that's very healthy to begin with. So I don't think he has a very strong or healthy sense of self. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I'm no... Uh, I'm no scientist. I'm just a, I'm just a common uh, common peasant um, producing a podcast. I don't get paid for it. Hey, we're not, we're, that we're not peasants. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just like, man, what to be... And, like, everyone hates the sliding doors, Con. Like, yeah, it's the only reason trash. that the AFL continues to run it is because it gets hate clicks. Yeah, In this, yeah, like... Yeah. In this internet journalism climate, the thing that gets the most clicks and the most views are things that people hate. Everybody hates Damien Barrett. Everybody hates the sliding doors column. He doesn't understand the concept of sliding doors. Like, it shouldn't be called sliding doors. It's not. That's not what the concept is. Um, 
And it, it's so, but they run it because it gets hate clicks. And like, and I mean, I had to stop reading it because it made me so angry all the time. Yeah. Um, it's clickbait, it's so, effectively. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is clickbait. And like, just the fact that even if it was back soreness, if even if it was back soreness, which it probably is, that's legitimate. Um, given that the back, like we were saying earlier, like the head and the neck and the spine, very important. Mm-hmm. If it's not back soreness and it was something like he just couldn't, you know, find, he wasn't in the right place to play, then that's fine too. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, for him to insinuate, like, would have liked to have seen him up against Gorn, like, blah, blah. And he's kind of insinuating that, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's so stupid. And to, for him to say that, like, Russell got thrown under the bus as well is just, like, the most BS stuff Agreed. I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's just embarrassingly bad. Um, it just, like, it perpetuates that's the thing that, like, I have, like, I believe that a lot of the old blokes in footy media don't understand how mental illness works and they refuse, like, I've spoken about it before, like, they, re- they just refuse to learn and mm-hmm. any, like, attempts, I imagine, to help them learn, they take it as, like, a personal attack which a lot of people do when it comes to, like, these sort of sensitive topics. And, like, I don't think – it's not that hard to understand. Like, if even if he was – if it was physical or mental that he couldn't play, he can't play. You know what I mean? It's yep. not something to, like, cause conspiracy over. If we're trying to develop him, why would we play Jordan Ruffhead to, like, throw him under the bus? You know what I mean? Like, why would you give somebody a senior game – wouldn't you just keep them out of the senior side? Yep. I don't understand. Well, Damien, like, Damien Barrett replied today with a tweet, um, kind of like just trying to run away from it. He said, what oh, Luke Beveridge said weasel. is wrong and inaccurate. My reference to Tom Boyd had nothing to do with what Luke Beveridge has claimed. I would never reference such a matter in such a way. It's unfortunate that Luke has chosen to go down this path. Like, turn it up. Why would you have yes. written the sliding doors to <laughs> comment in the first place? It would have been so boring if it was taken at its literal surface, which you're suggesting it should have been. But even if it was, like, taken at surface level, it still says... Instead, Ruffhead, who Bevo has developed a set against, mm. will go against the guy, go up against the guy who may be the best ruckman in the game. So, like, if we're taking it at face value, that's what he said anyway, number one. And then I hate how he, like, Tom Boyd has nothing to do with what Luke has claimed. Doesn't specify what it has to do with, number one. Yeah. And then Luke has chosen to go down his path, like, like it was Bevo's choice to come out. Like, what if Bevo didn't defend Tom Boyd and Jordan Ruffhead? It would come the opposite way, and it would be like, oh, Bevo didn't say anything. He obviously does have a set against Ruffy. Like, rah, rah, rah. Mm. Like, shut up. The day that he retires, I'm going to dance naked in the streets. <laughs> like, he just, he just is so terrible, and I bet he gets paid a shitload of money to be so terrible at his yeah. job. While we're taking and pot just, shots at him, what about like... Yes, please. Um, well, Beveridge touches on it in the press conference, but like, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago, he was on the radio show with um, Barry Hall when he like made those like disgusting comments about Lee Montana's yeah, wife. Yeah, um, Barry, why? <laughs> and sort of just like lets it go, like in the in the studio. So yeah, he's he, a he's a trash man, <laughs> and he has trash morals, and I wish that he lived in the trash. The thing I do because- love, the thing I love about this is that it has reminded me and highlighted to me just how much Beveridge will, like, protect the club. Um, yeah. Reminds me a bit of when Michael Talia... Michael Talia? Yeah, Michael Talia... Um, Dan- allegedly... Oh, yeah, Michael, yeah. When he allegedly he leaked Michael. all of the, the game-sensitive information 
to the Western Bulldogs. Um, and Beveridge just was like, nah, if that's like, if that's what's going to happen, we're going to trade you. Um, I feel like Beveridge just has this mentality where if you're getting in between him and the club's success, then like he will come after you. He's not going to like, not going to piss fart around with it. He'll like defend his club. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I don't know, Barrett is just an idiot and obviously he had his <laughs> ego. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was the first thing when Bevo, when Barrett tried to, like, make something up and Bevo called him out about it, he obviously had his ego bruised. Yeah. And, like, it, it's just, like, such a prime example of, like, fragile masculinity and just, like, mm-hmm. fragile ego. Like, he can't deal with the fact that, like... um Bevo's dad said something to him. He probably is bitter that he was, like, never good enough to play. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, chill. I mean, it's it's rich coming from me telling him to chill out, given that I've ranted about him for, like, half an hour now. But, like, I'm just sick of hearing about him, and I'm sick yep. of him saying stuff about the Bulldogs. Like, you know how it was, like, by popular demand, there was, like, the AFL bit at the end of If and Then? No, what was I that? To call yeah, like, they didn't used to have a bit about the AFL, and then it was, like, by... Popular demand, here it is. Um, oh. And I'm wondering if popular demand, we can get him to cut the bit about the Bulldogs because I just don't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's it, it adds nothing to my life. Yep. That adds nothing to any of our lives. <laughs> let's, um, let's look at some positive news or positive updates. Chris Grant's daughter, Isabella, um, was yep. named in the under-18s All-Australian as a bottom major, which is hugely significant. Um, have you seen much of her play at all? No, no. Um, I think the all Austra- the under eighteens games. She plays for Vic Metro, obviously. Yep. Um, and um, you can watch the under eighteens carnival on YouTube. I think on the AFL Women's YouTube. Oh, sick. Potentially, or on the AFL website somewhere. Yeah. Um, which would be pretty good. My internet here is so bad. <laughs> I have a feeling um, you can watch it on the. Watch- I have a feeling you can watch it on the AFL app. Um, yeah. and you don't even need one of those like AFL live passes. So, I mean, it's okay, unfortunate that I'm good. back at uni this week because I would have just been spamming it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think she plays for Calder as well. It's up in my head. The Cannons. Um, I did. Yeah, I did see a photo of her, and I that's what she was wearing. Um, but yeah, so she's a forward slash mid, um, 175 centimeters, so like pretty tall. For a girl, yeah. I guess the only difference, like when I look at the heights and stuff, is that she might, she's more likely to have stopped growing than a boy her age. So, but still, she's making all Australian, like before her draft year. That is pretty impressive. Yeah. Do you reckon so, there'd be, um, like we've obviously got father son in the men's. Would there be father daughter rules, like? Yeah. Rules? Except instead of a hundred games, your dad has to have only played one. Really? Like Chris Grant played over. Yeah. Well. I feel like Chris Grant's got oh, it yeah, covered anyway, like playing like 300. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like pretty much games. anyone. Yeah, I reckon you could get like a, if they've played 300, there should be some kind of like nephew-niece rule as well. Isn't <laughs> but like, um, but Second yeah, so she's rule. like, yeah, but they just have to um, decide how the draft, if it like just works the same as the um, the boys. With the like men's. points and like, stuff like that. Yeah, because like, they didn't think about any of the compensation stuff with North Melbourne and Geelong yeah. until it happened. And so then let's gave see really the bad compensation. Yeah, because Gavin Brown's daughter is apparently quite... I think she was in the Australian as well, and she's pretty good. 
Um, so that would be pretty cool because, like, I think it's Callum and somebody else or his sons. Callum and Brown played both, for, yeah, Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, and they're both at Collingwood, the two boys, and then mm. I think his daughter Millie would be eligible for the women's too, which would be pretty cool to have, like, yeah. the whole family. For I mean, if you're a Collingwood supporter, I don't really care, but still yeah. very cool. But, yeah, having a Grant would be so sick. Yeah, I agree. Um, Chris Grant would be the football a manager of football or something at the Western Bulldogs at the moment. So Yeah, yeah so I suppose it's good to have him there because he can um, do his duty in following <laughs> that up and making sure we get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the VFL on the weekend, VFL Women's, we won our fifth game in a row, beating um, bottom of the ladder Essendon. The end score was 35-29. to 29. Um, And Michaela Ward, who we've talked about in the last two weeks, she's only played three games now, booted two late goals, which kind of clinched us the win. She uh, yeah. has now kicked five goals from her three games, which is impressive. So hopefully we can whip her up in the AFL because, yeah, she's in some serious form. Yeah, for sure. I keep every, I feel like every time we talk about her, which is every week because she plays well, <laughs> I'm like, time to look her up, see if there's anything new. And I don't think that there is. Uh, um, let's go M-A-K-A-Y-L-A. Yeah, you should go a funny way of spelling it. Makayla, yeah. No, just It doesn't even say, it doesn't say where she's from. Because, I mean, I mean, we lost Callan Ward. We could gain Michaela. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cement head V2. Yeah, exactly. Cement head V2. <laughs> Trying to see where she's from as well. Because, I mean, is this oh, really cool of them not to put this? Nope, doesn't say anything about her still. Oh, well, hopefully we'll just get her on the show one week and we can ask her. Just, yes. We can just interview her like, what is your Who life story? You? Where have you come from? How tall are you? Yeah. She's 175 centimetres. Oh, that's right. So that's what we do This is, isn't anything we know about her. We do not have her date of birth or previous <laughs> clubs. She wears number 44. Okay, that's cool. It says Mick Kayla here, though. So, <laughs> And then it says Mark Kayla on the other, in the same web page. It spells it two different ways. She's a, she's a woman of mystery, for sure, because, like, we don't even know how to spell her name. And neither does the Bulldogs website. So... Please help us. Michaela, if you're a listener. If you're a listener, Michaela, hit us up. Anybody knows Michaela, we are so impressed with her goalkeeping skills. (laughs) We just want to give her a bit of of recognition. Yes. Um, Best on grounds were Bailey Hunt, who's having a really good season, Naomi Ferris as well, Annabelle Scott, Ellie Blackburn, Libby Birch, and Jolly played a good game. Yeah, Sarah Jolly. Um, nice. And now we're sitting sixth sixth place after our fifth win in a row. Um, and we're just behind Darabin on percentage. We haven't got the best percentage. We're on like 97%-ish, whereas Darabin have a pretty handy percentage at the moment. Okay, interesting. This Do we... Sorry, yeah. Is it because it used to be in the VFLW that it was only the top four that played finals, but now there's 13 teams. Yeah, I was going to ask you the same question. I don't... Um, oh, okay. I'm not entirely sure how that um, will work out. No, neither. <laughs> but um, this weekend, they take on Williamstown in a double header with the, bo- the boys, which we good. Oh, very nice. Uh, let's review the men's game. They, You watched the second half. I only really watched the first half. So together, right. I feel like we'll 
even each other out with positives and negatives. Yeah, I was out for lunch and I was kind of looking at the score and I said to my friends, oh, well, actually, I will go, I'll leave this lunch and I'll go after halftime yep. and I will go um, and watch it because it looks like we're going okay. Um, and that was a mistake. I should have stayed <laughs> with my friends <laughs> because it was not worth um, going to. Although, yeah, I don't know. I just ordered, like, the largest drink on the menu at this sports bar and I was like... <laughs> Lord, help me through. Um, I was sitting, like, it was, like, on the street, and these two old blokes walked past, looked at the score, looked at each other, and one guy was like, oh, it's game over, and just kept walking, <laughs> like, halfway through the third. And I was like, all right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, so that was kind of my experience in watching the game. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I watched the first half, and then I had to duck off into the city. I had um, a concert on, so... Ooh. And I was watching it on my phone a little bit and it just sort of confirmed to me, um, you know, stop watching. You know, don't waste your phone data on this. So Yeah, other things to do. <laughs> um, Jackson McRae uh, was a welcomed inclusion and he got two coaches' votes and Lockie Hunter got the other two. But the rest was dominated yeah, by Max Gordon and they just can't seem to stop talking about how well he was in that third quarter. Yes, and he was, and he's a he's good, good bloke, um, so he makes Melbourne so much more likeable. I he think. does, yeah. 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 He's a good, um, my cousin works for his mum. Oh, really? Yep, at their cafe in Gippsland, so. Oh, so his mum um, owns the cafe or works there? Yeah, yeah, she runs Sick. this cafe, and um, sometimes he comes in to make coffee with my cousin, <laughs> so oh. we're practically cousins. Is what uh, I'm trying to say. Cool. Me and Max Gordon, which explains why I'm so good at rocking <laughs> as well. Um, Naturally gifted. Yeah, yeah, it runs in the family. Mm. But um, I mean, yeah, they were, like Melbourne were good. I think we just looked a bit like frazzled in parts, and then they kind of like capitalised on that. Like, yeah. They'd be able to kick like three or four goals when we were just like, ah, what's going on? Yeah. But then I was pleased that we didn't. It wasn't. We didn't get demolished, if you know what I mean. Like, we stayed in it as much as we could. We just, like, were slipping over and fumbling and stuff, which mm. I think just goes... They look like they were trying really hard to enact some sort of plan, but Melbourne were just too good at, like, um, cutting through our defence, getting out faster and, like, hitting that bit harder. Yeah. But, like, looking at the age pro... Like, I know we shouldn't use age as an excuse, blah, 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 but... Looking at the age profiles. We're going, we're going to anyway. Yeah, well, I'm going to right We are now the youngest team in the comp. Yeah, and like Melbourne should um, should be doing better than they are. Yeah. Um, so, you know what, like, um, that's okay. My auntie, well, my godmother who barracks for Melbourne gave my dad a free ticket to the game. Oh. So, like, the Melbourne supporters are all right. Um you know, that's, the, that's, that's pretty what sweet. I'm getting at. That's pretty sweet. The worst teams to lose to, which we have in previous rounds. But um, I thought Melbourne looked good. I thought we looked okay. Mm. We just looked scared. Yep. You know? I thought... Um, scared. I thought Josh Shackey looked pretty good. He took eight, yeah. eight marks um, and booted two goals, two behind. So, I mean, that's really promising signs from him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he's looking... He's looking good, proud. Yeah. I mean, Ed Richards looked really just... He looked the most composed, he did. I think. He always looks the most composed. Um, 
Brad... I thought JJ played pretty well to have like such, yeah. to have your hundredth game and like your first game as captain, um, on the same day is like would be a bit, especially against Melbourne yeah. where he got a bit picked on last time. How oh, dare they pick on my beautiful speedy boy? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought he like he played pretty well considering Brad all Lynch, that. I thought Brad Lynch again looked like. Uh, not so much damaging. Like, he got caught a couple of times, but the fact that he's taking on the game is pretty exciting. Like, he just... Yeah, yeah. Has the And, confidence. like, he'll learn... Yeah, exactly. And he'll learn, like, um, when not to do that and when to do it. Like, yeah. cool. sort of thing. Because, I mean, he'll, he could probably get away with a lot of it in the VFL, but obviously True. in the AFL people are uh, faster and smarter and stuff. And so, mm. I mean, and then he'll get faster and smarter and, you know, blah, blah. So, yeah. I'm, like... I was watching it and I was kind of like, ah, damn it. Especially, I think, because the first half was okay. It was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to rock up to this sports bar and it's going to be sick. And I'm going to have a really cool afternoon. And then it was like, oh. But um, I wasn't embarrassed sitting there cheering the boys on by myself until my friends came. (laughs) um, I mean, I was a bit, but, you know, it was more just like, me making like angry noises by myself. It was actually a pretty good place. Uh, a star bar, it was called. Named hey. after a, a Bendigo favorite. And the lady brought me free chicken because no I obviously way. looked pathetic sitting there by myself cheering on my losing team. Um, and she brought me out a place. Sympathy of free chicken. chicken. Oh, nice. Yeah, sympathy chicken. So great, great little spot. Uh, Seminyak star, star bar. Anyone wants to go down there and watch the footy? Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I've never been there, and I can already tell that it's probably better than Starbar and Bendigo. Oh, is that uh, like nah, Starbar's unpa- okay. unpatriotic of you? Yeah, I'm. A, I live in the city now. It's it's cool to like oh, talk down on my country town. No, is it? <laughs> uh, Aaron Norton. This surprised me a little bit. Was named in the AFL Player Ratings Team of the Week. Um, yeah, player ratings are really hard to calculate. I don't know how they do it, but they're not like super coach points. Um, he only had eight disposals, but it was his 10 one percenters that yep. um, meant that he had such a good player rating. Um, took four marks as well, but you've made a very good point here that he was not named Rising Star again. Um, yes. What the hell? He's putting his body on the line for his team. He, he's doing the one percenters and the guy who did win Rising Star only got 13 yeah. disposals anyway. I'm just looking at the little thing now. Sam Taylor. Sam who? Taylor, yeah. Five um, tackles. Um, doesn't say even how many... Oh, my God, I hate this video. Why wouldn't you just give me a photo of it? <laughs> so the video moved so I couldn't... A couple I mean, of weeks I guess ago. He, had, he had seven intercept possessions, yeah. but, like... What about 1%? Oh, I don't know, but like, who is this kid? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Where's the reward for effort? That's exactly, the thing. where's his 1%? Is? Aaron Norton's just going to have to play even better this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, yeah, mad about it, but... Salty. Yeah, I am salty. <laughs> um, I just want some... I just want him to come second. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Gary Lyon, like, on one of the talking... Show said like, oh, he's my pick for the rising star this year, Smokey. I think it was after he played in the forward line against North Melbourne. Yeah, he played really well. The guy hasn't even been nominated yet, so he might be Gary Lyon. He's pick, jinxed he, him. Gary yeah, Lyon jinxed Aaron Norton. Thanks, Gaz. 
I've had enough of the media targeting us. Uh, from Brendan on Twitter, he text, tweeted in, pardon me, said, who do you think will be better in two years' time, Shaki or Boyd? Got so any... You can, uh, also, uh, you can reply to this question on, um, on <laughs> Reply for us, because well. we, we are too lazy to reply to him. Um, that's a good question, Brendan. Thank you for sending it in. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I suppose, like, it depends where Boyd ends up playing. Yeah. To be honest. Probably... Um, I see Boyd I as a bit more of a Shucky. rock. I don't know if Shaku play in the rock. I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Um, somebody has to stay in the board line. <laughs> um, I don't know. Jeez, time. It, it'll be... It's it, like where Shaki is now, I would say Shaki, just because he looks like a bit cleaner with everything that he's doing. He's a but great, that being said, great shot for goal, isn't he? Uh, and yeah, yeah. Clean mark, he's a yeah. good shot for goal. Um, and he's, he's kicking pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Boyd, because he's being used in the ruck so much, like, it's hard to gauge. And yep. I wonder if he'll, like, all of a sudden it'll click and he'll play super well. Um, or his trajectory will, trajectory will remain a bit um, slower. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tend, yeah, I tend to agree. Um a bit, um, a bit less, a bit less steep. I don't know what a trajectory does, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe at this stage, I would say Shucky, but and knowing our luck, one of them will do a significant injury and stunt their development. Well, it's pretty crazy. Know? Looked like um, Shucky did some serious damage to his knee in the game. Looked like he'd torn his uh, medial ligament or whatever in his knee, and then just walked back out and played a really good game. Yeah. In the reserves on the weekend, um, our VFL team Footscray lost to Casey by 15 points. Uh, the end score was 73 to 88. But our friend of the show, Fergus Green, scored four goals, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, and oh. were they all in the first qu- half? Yeah, four first, first half goals. Half, I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Luke Beveridge was asked in the in a press conference what his what he thought about Fergus's game uh, and his response was whether it's the right time for Fergus we've got so many um, young bloods so many of our brand new players and inexperienced players playing together it's not the ideal time for Fergus to come into our mix which was sad for me to, li- to read did he yeah I'm sad too but did he actually say young bloods yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so funny sick that is so great <laughs> um but then he said, but hopefully over time, he really forces us to pick him. So keep kicking bags of four goals and inevitably that Fergus is going to have to get picked. Yeah, true. And seven tackles as well, which is pretty commendable. Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah, and Lewis Young as well had two goals, 14 disposals and seven marks. Well, yeah, as we... Pretty um, nice. Lewis Young was recruited as a forward, so seems like they're testing him out as we did learn when he came into the studio and we interviewed him if you haven't listened to that yeah. interview check that out oh yeah nice one but good to see that he's being trialed up there I like the idea of like he's such a good mark throw him up in the forward line yeah exactly exactly and Tim English was pretty prolific in the ruck had 44 hit outs 9 disposals and 4 tackles that's pretty good do you know who rucks for Melbourne in the in the twos no, I couldn't. Because uh, like the guy with the wanna... really big curly hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you'd want to play well um, 
if you're sitting behind Max Gorn, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that, I uh, suppose... Jake Spencer. Oh, yes. Yeah, that guy. Um, so, yeah, no, he's pretty... He's, yeah, he's a good ruckman, yeah. I, I li- yeah. liken him to like a Tom Gamble, just always really good and every preseason the super coach articles say to pick him in your team and he never plays. Yeah, nice. Uh, on the injury front, there's a few. Uh, Tom Boyd could potentially be back this week um, after his alleged back soreness, as we discussed earlier. Mm. Nah, he'll be back. Um, <laughs> Beveridge was like, yeah, he should play this week. So that's good to hear. Crozier should be back as well. Nice. Uh, Marcus Montepelli is still one week off. But um, I feel like when he had his appendix originally taken out, it was like a reported that it'd be three to four weeks. So good to see he's tracking well. Yep. Tory Dixon, um, they said he will come back to full training after the Port Adelaide game. So... Ideally, he might be back for the St. Kilda game afterwards. Matt Suckling is back to running. That was all that Beveridge said, so I don't know <laughs> what that means. He's going to whip through them because there's so many of them. <laughs> and um, as we... sleepy <laughs> going through this whole thing. It's like reading an essay. Uh, Lucas oh, Webb sure. is, as we said before, out for the season with neck and spinal injury. Scary. Spooky. I don't like it. This week we play the Eagles at Optus Stadium. Um, had to do some quick maths because it said that it was at one twenty, uh, but that was in Perth time, so it's actually at three twenty, and it'll be on seven, which is good. Yeah, one twenty Bali time as well. You? When do you come? Yeah, back? Do you- when do you come back from Bali? Sunday night. Ah, sick. So you'll be. Will you get a chance watch to watch the it? game? Hopefully. Nice. Um, and then head off home. Going to be 13 degrees on Monday. <laughs> I'm stoked. Going to go from 30 to 13. How many, um, fine. How many bintang singlets have you got packed? Um, I actually haven't bought Souvenirs? any bintang singlets, but uh, I have been wearing my footy shorts around. Uh, I did see as well. That's the thing. I'm going to have to try and watch it by myself, like on my computer, because um, Perth is only a three-hour flight from Bali. Oh, yeah, and, of course. Um, as friend of the show and sin person Josh Martin said, Bali is just essentially a very northern Perth. Um, because I was walking through the streets one day and I saw a, a sign that said West Coast Eagles Way. Oh. Like, Lin Jong might have a road out named after him, but so do the West Coast <laughs> Eagles, apparently. Um, and I do not... I do not. Well, I walked past one of the other Eagles games. I just do not want to go and sit with a bunch of Eagles supporters to watch it. So is your, is your flight... It's not going to Perth, is it? It's direct to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah direct to Melbourne. Oh, thank but God. Just I like thought you were saying general, you're going to Perth first. I was like, oh, God, I would not want to be there. No, God, no. But I just it's only three hours away, Perth, from here. Yeah. So, well, interesting l- fact. <laughs> Last time we played the Eagles over there um, was the 2016 elimination final. So, good mems from that. Uh, wasn't at Optus Stadium, but... Yeah, hopefully we can replicate some of that. They won't be with uh, Nick Nat as well, so that's probably the only people that are happy to hear about that. <laughs> I know. It's just like, oh, I feel terrible, but I'm also... I wish it was like, Nick Nat's got the flu or something. <laughs> yeah. not, he's done his other ACL. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other um, week it was Cyril Rioli had retired and we're like, oh, great, Cyril's not playing, that's good. So it uh, just seems like whenever we come up against teams, something sad has to happen to them in that week. 
Yeah, we all we're just full of bad luck. <laughs> we pass it on to the other teams. And just I don't know. I don't I just we don't get smashed. Yeah. You know, West Coast at home and just hope you don't get smashed. I think anything under forty points is respectable. Yeah. I'd take, I'd take 40 points. 40. I'd take 40. <laughs> oh, God. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad. Um, yeah. Our very last... I don't know. Who knows? We didn't think we were going to win the elimination final. And that's true. Did, yeah, so that's, that's super true. Being pessimistic is the way to go because then you're always pleasantly surprised. Correct. And, gosh, I did not pick <laughs> us to beat Geelong two weeks ago, so... This is true. possible. Never stop believing... <laughs> <laughs> um, our last little bit for this show is the Nuffy of the Week. There was one that was posted, or um, I don't know if it was, it wasn't shared on uh, Nuffy's on AFL page, it was shared on a different one, but uh, it was a fake fan on the Western Bulldogs forum. <gasps> yeah, he uh, gives away his um, his identity at the end, but he writes, fact number one, Bulldog oh, supporters. Can we just point out, sorry, um, can we just point out that his name is Mervyn? <laughs> yeah. So, first Gilbert gets mad, and now Mervyn does. And I'm just sitting there in here, and it's having a crook name. <laughs> so good. So, Mervyn's written, Fact number one, Bulldog supporters have the highest amount of diabetes sufferers than any other team. Uh, fact number two, the most donuts ever consumed is at the Western Bulldogs home game. Higher than any other team by far. Fact number three, 92 out of 100 Bulldog supporters are unemployed. An effing disgraceful figure. Fact number four, your club have the highest rate of fat people in the whole league. After these proven facts, I suggest you unwashed, unemployed, fat effing layabout supporters, eat your greens, have a shower. You're all disgusting. <laughs> your club's shit. Your supporters are shit. Go pies. Um, wow. Lots to digest from Mervyn. Yeah, well, apparently because we eat so much. Um... Wow. I mean, uh, <laughs> it is hard sometimes Thanks, doing the podcast when we have to have three or four breaks in between just to eat donuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. And, like, when I go to the game and I try to get my 10-pack <laughs> and they're already sold out because... But, like, donuts are good and they're a classic footy snack, Mervyn. What are you going to do about it? Also, I think Mervyn has an issue with people who are fat. Yeah. Um, and he probably needs to have a look at himself about that. But, like, Mervyn, I I can't believe that you would... Yeah, the best part is he probably thinks he's, like, real clever, like, adding him, like, <laughs> joining the Western Bulldogs forum and be like, eh, I've hacked the mainframe <laughs> and is, like, posting this stuff. I do, like, I feel like Pies supporters get mad because, like, we're, like, a working-class team as well or whatever. Yeah. And, but like, not, we as, don't but get, not as hated as them. Yeah, exactly. I remember on, like, I think on the Coulda Beans one time, somebody called up and was like, Western Bulldog supporters are just as bad as Collingwood supporters, except they don't have a criminal record. And, like, <laughs> all this sort of stuff. But, like, I don't know. Poor I Mervyn. Mean, yeah, I just feel bad for Mervyn. Like, but it's pretty funny. Like, I like his facts. Though. I like the donut one the best. Uh, my like, favourite's 92 out of 100 Bulldog supporters. Like, I don't know where he's got his... <laughs> 92 is incredibly specific. That makes me think that he's actually gone and surveyed 100 Bulldog supporters. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh. 
Oh my goodness. I had a really big lunch, sorry, bro. Too many donuts. Yeah. Too many donuts. <laughs> they take your energy away. <laughs> Too many donuts. And now I need to have I think the best is like the diabetes as well. Yeah. Because, like, what if it's like type one? Yeah. And we just, like, we just have a really unfortunate stat of type one diabetes. Just super unlucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, eat your greens and have a shower. That's probably like, that's good advice. <laughs> I know what this I'm doing tonight. Even, I know what I'm doing straight after this show. I'm going to this eat my isn't even This isn't even a nuffy. This is just good, <laughs> solid advice. Um, Mervyn, the it. wellness Thank expert. Thank you, Mervyn. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's actually like a holistic healer. And he's like, found all these facts and he's like, I have to help them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second nominee was Darren. Darren just wrote, he was a bit more succinct than Mervyn. He just wrote, F off roughhead, you weak spud. Um, my favourite part of this is the follow-up comment from Ronnie who just said, say it to his face, hero. <laughs> Imagine if he did. Uh, but the but also, so he, he, put a, he put a potato emoji at the end. Yeah. So he has to go up to Roughhead and he says, he has to say, <laughs> F off Roughhead, you weak spud potato emoji. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just like hand him a potato or something. Oh, he might have to. He's got to improvise here. Uh, yes. Uncharted territory. <laughs> So, um, yeah, get on Facebook. We'll post that tomorrow, I reckon, and you can vote for either Mervyn or Darren. But um, let's wrap up the show and get stuck into some donuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm starving. I only ate six earlier, so I need to finish, <laughs> need to finish off the rest of that dozen. Uh, sweet. Next week we'll be back. Uh, Neve will be back in the studio, so uh, no Ooh. more international episodes, unfortunately. So that's sad. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.